0: Bob and Bax.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. And we're the Movie Blast. And that's us. So, uh, the spooktacular is over, and we're now back to our regularly scheduled programming. And so, we watched a little film called Citizen Kane this week. Very low key, very not talked about. Absolutely. You probably never heard of it. Nah. So the movie itself
0: is not that great. It <laughs> doesn't have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's... Some 78 critics. Yeah, it's definitely not Harold as, as the greatest film ever made. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have like a 90% from the general audience on Rotten Tomatoes with an average score of 4.1 out of 5 from like 160,000 people that rated it. Yeah, I downvoted that.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) Man. So, um, but yeah, we watched this movie on Filmstruck, which is my favorite streaming platform. And we are bummed out that they're actually closing down at the end of November. Um, And so I just wanted to say thank you guys for creating such great content for introducing me to different films that I would have never been able to see elsewhere for having this great featurettes and uh, different content where people are talking about these movies and you can really tell that these people love cinema and it's not just uh, people that are trying to just force feed you what's cool. Like they're, they're like, Hey, this is something that, that has weight, that has meaning and Uh, shaped where film came from. Like you can see the skeleton structure of where our, where cinema is now,
0: which is really great. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. And yeah, that's it. I agree with everything you just said. I think you put it really well. Um, Even just following FilmStruck on Instagram, the stuff they would post on there was gold, super insightful, super educational. Um, Filmstruck is the way that I actually learned about the Criterion Collection, so following them on Instagram, same story. So, yeah, Filmstruck, thank you so much. Criterion Collection, thank you so much. So, Bax, let's go ahead and hit him with the movie facts. Man, so movie facts on Citizen Kane. I feel like the biggest movie fact that would probably need to get mentioned is that it legitimately is considered by some people to be the greatest film of all time. Um, it was released on September 5th in 1941, it was shot on a budget of about um, $840,000. The box office, back in the 40s and stuff, and there were some complications, kind of hard to figure out. There was a re-release, though, in 91, and the 91 re-release did 1.6 mil. Um, it was directed and written by Orson Welles. Bob, would you want to share anything about Orson Welles before we get too into this? Or Yeah, absolutely. So Orson Welles was
1: born in Kenosha, Wisconsin, So before he actually made Citizen Kane, he was actually producing plays and acting with who you saw in the film were all of his actors from his acting troupe. So he brought them all out to Hollywood and created Citizen Kane where he wrote and directed it and won an Oscar and just basically his first uh, major motion picture put him on the map. He did make a couple projects before this one, but uh yeah, he after this he went on and made Touch of Evil which is uh to I don't know if it's currently but it had the longest uh shot in cinema history um for a long time, but yeah, it's Orson Welles was a master of the craft and he did a lot with uh film, uh theater and radio throughout the span of his life.
0: Definitely. He's a legend in every sense of the word. Two more facts. The cinematography was handled by Greg Tolan, and the cinematography in this film, especially for the 40s, is out of this world, bonkers. It's on point. And um, Herman J. Mankiewicz um, wrote it with Orson. So, Herman, we're, we're giving you your due. You were a writer on this one.
1: Spoiler alert. Uh, If you don't press pause right meow, I'm going to tell you that the sled is what Rosebud is, and it's burnt to a crisp at the end of the movie. Movie's ruined. Podcast ruined. Sorry, my friend. You should have listened earlier. Man, the alert was there. Alert, alert. Red alert emojis. You fell for it. So anyways, uh, now it's time for the three-minute synopsis of Citizen Kane. So, Charles Foster Kane dies and says Rosebud. The beginning of the film is actually a film reel which plays his life. A group of men are editing it together, or they're watching it, and they decide that they want to discover what Rosebud meant. So, it goes through Kane's life story. Kane married a few women. One of them was the president's niece, and he actually gets a paper and so when he gets this newspaper, it ruins him and his relationships. So all Charles Kane wanted in life was love, but he had nothing to give. So Kane runs for governor because he wants the people's love. He gets blackmail for having a relationship with another woman. And so Kane marries the singer, builds an opera house, fires his friend for writing a negative review, builds Xanadu, which is this giant zootopia located in Florida, drives his new wife away, loses everything that he ever had, and then his sled is burnt. That's Citizen Kane in a nutshell. There you go. The interesting thing about Citizen Kane is that what you're seeing is this guy going around searching for the meaning of Rosebud. And he's introduced to all the people were that were in Kane's life. And you're seeing it through their perspective of mm-hmm. what happened, which I think is a really interesting thing. And for being a 1941 film, to have that kind of layering is insane to me. It holds up now. So Bax...
0: Should we tell them about Rosebud? Man, we we could touch on the Rosebud thing a little bit since it is a recurring theme throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. Um, Rosebud is engraved on a sled that, like Bob touched on, is burnt to a crisp at the end of the film. I'm not sure if it's the name brand of the sled, if Orson as a youth named it Rosebud and his parents had the name engraved on it, but I digress. Um. I think
1: that Rosebud ties into uh, the one thing that he couldn't get at the end of his life was his youth back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took away from the Rosebud moment. The fact the film is about Rosebud, it's about that childhood memory. And it's about that no matter how much money you have, no matter how much you acquire, At the end of your life, you are going to wish that you did things differently throughout your life, or you're just going to wish that you could start over as a youth to relive that life.
0: Yeah. And it's like Orson, or, excuse me, Kane, he's at a point where his second wife has left him, and he's in this huge house, Xanadu. And so this is like rock bottom for him, right? And it's funny, because like he has all this money. Like, the dude's loaded, but he's had, like, so much heartache. And, like, you already touched on, all he wanted was love. And the love's all gone. And, like, his last wife, she's bailed on him because she doesn't want to be cooped up alone with him at Xanadu. And he sees a snow globe. And that's when he says, Rosebud, right? Like, when he sees the snow globe. So, like, it just brings him back. And, like, that's the only thing that calms him down from, like, tearing apart Xanadu. Mm-hmm. He sees, yeah, he sees a snow globe. And he's like, Rosebud, it just takes him back
1: absolutely yeah so that actually goes into something that i really enjoyed about the film uh that scene where he's destroying his second wife's room and he's just ripping it apart and i don't know if they had a lot of because if you think about it they had to they had to do this once or twice because they didn't have all those props. So he, Orson Wells went through and tore up that entire room. And there's a cut in the middle of it where he's actually like walking across and does to destroy the other part of the room. That's not in frame. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, so I got a kick out of that.
0: Yeah. I really think too. That like Orson Wells was 25 when this dropped, but he plays himself. He plays Kane at so many different ages, you know, so he's like a 25-year-old dude playing however old Kane is at the end of the film. Like, I don't know, 70s? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that, I would assume 70s, it was max life capacity back then. Yeah, so like 25-year-old dude playing a 70-year-old dude, just tearing shit apart. Well, and that's something else that I really enjoyed, the makeup that everybody went through
1: because they all had their scenes where the guy's talking to them about Rosebud um, and they all have old age makeup on and they all look awesome. And then it goes back in time to their youth and they're dancing around, doing all this stuff, having a good time. And I think everybody in the cast did a really great job uh, portraying an elderly person. And Orson Welles does amazing, because he goes 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Yeah. every one of those characters is different. Every one of them looks different, and he's slowly balding through the film. And and he's just getting kind of heavier, because he gets stocky throughout the film. Yeah. It's that aspect of it. I could not believe this was made in 1941.
0: Yeah, and there's like like one scene in particular that I remember and it's like him and his first wife having breakfast together Mm -hmm. right and then they show like as time goes by and it's kind of to show how his marriage with his first wife fell apart so they're having a breakfast together and they just like end up having less and less to talk about and less and less connections and as time goes forward it just shows you Kane getting older just to really amplify like the makeup that you're talking about
1: Absolutely. And then the other thing is when they actually use space in the scene with his second wife. And so that ha- Xanadu's huge. And so when you're looking at them and she's putting together the puzzle and he's super far away, yeah, that's the distance between those two characters. And it's shown to you in the film and you see that they've grown apart. And I think just all of
0: that in this film makes it the classic that it is. Yeah, there's probably something to be said, too. Like, you have, like, this super wide, huge shot, and then you have Kane as, like, a small person compared to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, artistically, there's probably something to be said for that. Like, Orson probably set that up on purpose. It was probably intentional.
1: Yeah, there was... um, So, while he's walking around Xanadu, there's that wall of mirrors, and you just see him reflecting... And it's right after he destroys that room, has the snow globe in his hand, and he was walking across, and that's all of the mirrors is his self reflection on who he's become, mm. and and that's that's I I really like that that aspect of the film. Movies don't do that now. They don't. Yeah. They don't have thought and love and stuff like that. And they don't think like that. So, um. That's what I loved about it. Bax,
0: tell me what you hated. What did you not like about this flick? I mean, obviously, it is a classic. And obviously, Orson Welles is a legend, right? So I'm not going to act like I know better than him. But um, the story did feel kind of dull at some points, you know? Like, at some points, it did kind of drag and feel boring. Um, But but it's a character study, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're just taking a glimpse into the life of a guy. So I don't think I can knock him too much for that not being super exhilarating. Um, the actual meaning of Rosebud, I do feel like like his relationship with his sled, his relationship with his youth, maybe it could be more fleshed out, but once again, like maybe that's intentional, you know like maybe that's for the viewer to draw on that themselves and draw their own conclusions on that. So I feel like even the things that I can come up come up with for things that I would have done differently, I can see why they were done and they seem as positives at the same time. I
1: think for me. There's nothing really that I hated. Like, there's not an aspect of this movie that I didn't like. The editing and things like that, the establishing shots outside, like, all of that for its time and for what it is even now are really well done. The cinematography is great. They do close-ups. They do medium shots. They do wide shots. they They do everything. They have camera movement. For for of its time, there isn't really a thing that I can be like, nah, 1941. This sucked. Like that's it's a it's in a wonderful film. Yeah. And the only thing that I might have done differently, a couple there was a couple actors that I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like other than that, like casting choices. But I mean, these were all of his friends. Like he made a movie. He made this movie with his friends. This is yeah. a, this is a great dude who's able to carry all of his friends with him out to Hollywood and to make an Oscar willing winning film. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. Even like near the end, like before the credits roll, doesn't even say that most of the people in the film were new to Mm -hmm. acting. Like it's even mentioned in the credits, you know? Yeah, no, all
1: of this, all these people came from um, his community that he built. So he just brought them with and it's, Wonderful to me that they were even able to go from theater to film. They made that transition seamlessly and they yeah. weren't doing really really big acting like you have to do on the stage. They were doing small film acting. So, Orson knew his stuff. All right, Bax.
0: So, final thoughts. What do you think? Man, f- final thoughts. One thing that kind of stuck out to me is um I really enjoy the work of Quentin Tarantino. And I feel like one of the things I like about Quentin is kind of like the nonlinear storytelling, you know, and like things may be coming from like different perspectives. So like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, stuff like that. So like if Citizen Kane hadn't happened, like I don't think Tarantino could have done that stuff, you know, um, and kind of similar to like when I watched 2001 A Space Odyssey with you and we talked about that one. When I first got done watching it, maybe it did feel a little bit boring and a little bit dull, but the more I thought about it, the more that I just appreciated it.
1: Yeah, my final thoughts about Citizen Kane were Orson Welles did a fantastic job with just the acting of um Kane and just choosing different kind of how he walks and how he moves through space. I have to go back and I have to rewatch some of his films. It just it blew my mind how good he was at 25. It's just amazing. Yeah. So um and with that, I'm going to give this movie a grade backs. Man, what are you going to give it? It's an A. It's, it's going to be an A. It's an A. So um, I don't need to unpack it. You know why it's an A. Please go watch Citizen Kane. That wraps this episode up. Um, I just want to say, if you like our podcast and you want similar things, go to over to gamesillamedia.com. You're going to find a podcast about Dungeons & Dragons, a podcast about video games, a podcast about action movies, and retro games. So go over there, check them out.
0: Backs, let them know. They also have a Discord. So if you look up GameZilla Media, you'll be able to find the Discord. I'm in there. Bob's in there. A lot of other nerdy people. If you have any kind of nerdy interest, movies, games, stuff that Bob already touched on, you come through there, you'll be able to interact with people from all over the world that would love to talk to you about those interests. Um, and if you want to interact with us, you know, you could check us out on Instagram, Movie Blast Podcast. So if you come by, um, you drop a comment, we're going to hit reply. We're going to interact with you. If you send us a DM, we'll hit you back. Um, any kind of like you want to give us, a follow, anything, we would really appreciate it. So, yeah, we just like talking to people about movies and engage with people. Absolutely. So, have a good week. Thanks for listening. See you. with With Bob and Bax.